Welcome back to the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. In this episode, I speak with Inner Circle member Deanna, who, as you will hear very shortly, is unbelievably intelligent. She's ridiculously smart and very well-spoken, and it's a really wonderful conversation. Number one, I just I liked speaking with Deanna. She was very smart, very articulate. I liked a lot of what she had to say, and I think you're going to take a lot from her as well. But in this conversation, you'll hear that she really struggles with consistency and staying consistent with her nutrition, not her exercise. She's good with exercise, but with nutrition, she struggled. And through the conversation, we were able to pinpoint a few reasons why she's been struggling and then what she can do moving forward to improve. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you do, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. They've been helping a lot. And if you'd like to join the Inner Circle, you can do that at www.sfinnercircle.com or at the link in the show notes. Enjoy the episode. How are you? I'm doing great. It's just like weird kind of mix of excited and terrified. It's fantastic. I'm super excited. This is going to be great. And, and before we begin, can you just tell me so I make sure I'm pronouncing your name properly? Is it Deanna or Dina? Deanna. Deanna. Okay, perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. It's so good well, to see you. I feel like I know you. <laughs> it's great to see you. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me. Um, do me a favor before we get into, you know, all the fun stuff. Just like tell me a little bit about yourself. So I'm 48. I actually grew up in Newfoundland, Canada, which I know you've been there yeah. in the last few years. Um, <laughs> I, I live in Austin, Texas right now. So welcome to Texas. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm a cardiac nurse practitioner here in Austin. I moved to Austin close to 25 years ago. Um, so I've been here a while. Um, yep, yep. Love, love it. Um, but growing up in Newfoundland, I mean, you've been there, you kind of know what it's very about different. very different and you can imagine <laughs> all those years ago I mean health and fitness that was non-existent mm -hmm. so I've battled my weight my whole life um never ate a vegetable till I was an adult I mean that's <laughs> insane when you think about that um and so I never had a great relationship with food ever I've okay. uh, been on every single diet fad you can even imagine. Um, I don't remember a time in my life not on a diet. So very, very young. Like I've never not been on some sort of diet. Kind of alternated between like severe restriction, um, then binging and then saying, well, fuck all this and do nothing. So just that <laughs> kind of repetitive cycle for the whole, my whole life. Um, so I eventually moved here to Austin in 97 after I graduated with my nursing um, RN and found myself what ended up being in an unhappy marriage. Okay. Um, weight kind of leveled out, I think, at about 230 pounds. I kind of stopped weighing at some point. Um, then 10 years ago, I went through a divorce and kind of thought, this is my chance. Mm. This is where I reclaim my life and I do everything I didn't get a chance to do. And found exercise. I thought that's the one thing I can do. And so what I didn't mention is growing up being obese my whole life, I secretly wanted to be an athlete. It's all I ever wanted to do. Interesting. Was, yeah, I was drawn to it, knowing in my life exercise, it was just something in me. And I always wanted to be a runner, but was told by everybody in my life, including doctors, you're too fat, you'll never run. 
Oy vey. Yeah. So my whole life I was told, can't do it. I can't do it. I experimented a little bit, went to the gym, didn't have a clue what I was doing um, <laughs> at, at all. <laughs> Would go in and jump on all the machines for two minutes and leave and yay, I was done, right? <laughs> um, so 10 years ago and through divorce, I thought, well, I can exercise. Um, educated, I can figure this out, right? So I started on a treadmill, started with one mile walking progressed that and actually took six months, but I trained for a 5k, made it, didn't die, felt fantastic. Um, in that six months, I had no clue about healthy eating. I, like I said, I've never had a healthy relationship with food, Mm. Um, but managed to go from 230 pounds down to 175 without even really trying because I didn't know what to do. I definitely know I was restricting, Um, But, you know, your life is in turmoil. You're not really eating. You're just kind of focused on doing what you can do. And Mm. felt great. 175. I mean, I'm fairly tall. I'm 5'7". And I carried it well and felt great and started running and was like living my best life. Um, And then life happens. (laughs) (laughs) Life happens. So I met my now current husband, who's fantastic, Amazing. and you get happy, and he's a runner, so we kept running, but, you know, you get to do social things, and I ended up going back to school, and um, I wanted to be a nurse practitioner, so I went back and did my master's, nurse practitioner school, the whole thing, and there's stress involved. I was working full-time, um, going to school full-time, training for marathons. At that point, I had worked up to full marathons. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. And you really yeah. became a runner. That's incredible. I did. I did. It was everything to me. It was my therapy. It saved me. Like, exercise saved me. Um, so, but when you're doing all that, and believe it or not, it's really hard to lose weight when you're training for a marathon because <laughs> you're hungry all the time makes total sense or you convince yourself i just ran 17 (laughs) miles i can eat that and so you know i struggled with my weight even through training through marathons um so i kind of i went back by the time i got out of school i was close to 200 pounds again that's big for a runner you can Mm -hmm. imagine the stress that put on my body yeah felt miserable but that was not only exercise makes me feel strong it makes me feel in control. So I kept at it, but it was miserable. It was so hard. And so I graduated with my nurse practitioner degree, went to work. Things kind of settled down a little bit. Um, I think it was early in 2019, I said, I'm done with dieting. I've done it my whole life. It's not working. I am done. I just want to be able to be a normal person. Mm. I want to figure this out. And these diets weren't doing it for me. And it's like, I am an intelligent woman. I can figure out how to eat normally. Love that. Can't. Couldn't figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't figure it out. (laughs) But I tried. And I don't quit trying. And I'm so stubborn and persistent. I kept at it, but I had no clue. And I've counted calories before. And to me, that is the only thing that makes sense to me. Calories mm-hmm. in, calories out. I'm very scientific. It yeah. makes sense. But I was I didn't know how many calories to eat. And I was doing 1,200 calories. You can imagine mm-hmm. 1,200 calories running 17, 18 miles. No, it, that's it was, ridiculous. It, it, yeah. it was ridiculous. So then I do paleo. And then I do keto. And it's like, you can't do marathons with no carbs. Like, what is nope. that? What am I thinking? That's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And so I'm still like dead set against diets. Like I can't do this anymore. It's, it's dumb. 
then I found you. And it was September, maybe August of 2019. And I don't know where I found you. It was on social media somewhere. I think you may have popped up on my feed or one of my friends shared something. And I was like, huh, that dude makes sense, but I don't trust him. He's going to sell me something. I'm done with diets. You kept popping up and I was like, hmm, he, what saying makes sense? So then I go down the YouTube rabbit hole and watched everything you did. <laughs> and I thought he makes sense to me, but I don't want to go back into this mm. membership where I'm paying hundreds of dollars and it's not going to work. And I, just, I was done with that. Yeah. But you kept calling to me. You were <laughs> everywhere. And I was like, you know what? I've got nothing to lose. So I joined the inner circle in September of 19. Okay. And did phenomenally well. So I, I dropped 15 pounds doing the unicorn challenge. Okay. Okay. Amazing. And That's it, incredible. I, I was okay. I was okay with that. It's not super fast, but it was consistent. It made sense to me. The calories were great for the first time in my life. I felt like I was kind of getting it. I yep, trained yep. for a marathon during that time. I lost wow. 15 pounds training for a marathon. Felt great. Um, and I thought, this is it. So I established this beautiful routine where I'd get up in the morning and my commute um, is about 45 minutes. So okay. it's like, I'll listen to Jordan's podcast. So I either listen to you or Susan. And so every morning I'd listen to your podcast. I tracked awesome. my food in my fitness pal. So I had the whole day planned and I was in this beautiful routine. Exercise was never a problem for me. Um, so I was dialed in and then COVID hit. Mm, yep. And nurse practitioner, I'm in oh, the depths geez. of it. So everyone is saying, stay home. You get this, you die, stay home. Don't go anywhere. And meanwhile, they're like, you go to work. You, you work more than you ever have. And, oh, we don't know if you have the protective gear, but you go to work mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. So wow. you can imagine, I mean, slightly it's, stressful. <laughs> it's scary. Um, you're scared for yourself. You're scared to bring it home to your family. There wasn't a lot of accurate information and, mm -hmm. but you do what you need to do. And of course the weight, some of the weight came back, you know, I got close to back close to 200 pounds again. So basically all the weight that I had lost, I gained back and it was stress and I kept exercising. Thank God. That's the one constant mm. in my life. It's my sanity. Um, yep. I almost went to an extreme. It was, everything was exercise, exercise. It was a way to handle my stress. So I started getting these injuries and I wasn't feeling mm. well and I was eating like crap and you know, all that that comes with COVID. Um, so then late summer here in Texas, I mean, we were, we were still in a very bad way COVID-wise. Um, all those mornings that I did your podcast were now replaced with conference calls at work. Mm -hmm. um, so 7.30 in the morning, you're driving to work. We're like, this is how many people died from COVID overnight. These are how many admissions we had. We don't have any more vents. You can be pulled to ICU and God forbid, if you ever need me run an event, like y'all better like pray that doesn't happen. <laughs> but it was reality. You know, we didn't know what we were doing. So the, my morning call, my morning um, podcast where it kind of focused my day went away and it was filled with stress and mm. So I stopped listening to the podcast. I wasn't tracking my food. And, you know, it was just a shit show for months, months and months. And you lived in New York at the time. I, I know you guys were going through the exact same thing. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not in the hospital, so I wasn't living anywhere near the life that you were living. But yeah, like definitely <laughs> yeah. crazy in New York. Yeah, you know, and the fear that's involved. And so you, I went through the whole summer like that. And come the end of the summer, I thought, okay, enough is enough. COVID's not going anywhere. Um, I've got to get this together because I wasn't feeling good. I started having a lot of mental health sort of anxiety mm. um, issues that weren't helping you're in this fight or flight mode for so long. And then you're like, things started to calm down and you don't know what to do with that. And things aren't your normal. And it was, I just needed to get something going again. So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go back to Jordan. I'm going to go back to listening. I never left the inner circle. I was in it, but I wasn't participating. You know, I'd see the post on Facebook and it's like, I can't deal with that right now. Yeah, I just, you, you didn't have the capacity I, for it. I at didn't, that time. I, I didn't. Um, so I, I was like, okay, well, I need to do this again. And so I started tracking, you know, doing my calories, tracking my food. I'd get on a roll and then it'd be like, this is not good enough. This is, I've got to stop. And I'm really good at restarting. I'm really good at not giving up. Mm -hmm. But I got into this cycle where it was, okay, I'll do it for today. And oh, well, today didn't go well. And so I just throw that away, you know, get into that whole like, well, fuck it mode. (laughs) And then the next day, okay, well, I got this again. And I'd get halfway through the day and then I'd lose it again. And so it's just been this repetitive cycle of, oh, I'm going to get up and I'm going to try. And I'm really good at that. But here I go again, I fail again. So it's just continuous cycle of, I've got pages of like my calendar that I track my consistency with two or three good days and then a week of bad days. So it's Mm -hmm. just this repetitive and it's like, it gets old where you get up and you try every day, but you can't stick with it. Mm -hmm. And so then, um, you know, consistency obviously is a part of that Um, with, with the nutrition. And I don't know how to fix that. And it's, I know it's me trying to have everything perfect. So, Mm. and like the whole vegetable thing, not used to eating vegetables, but (laughs) I do it because we're an adult and you suck it (laughs) up and you do it. (laughs) Thank you for that, by the way. And so then it becomes, okay, well, I'll start off small. I'll add a handful of spinach to my um, protein shake in the morning. I'll have a, a, a side salad with my lunch. I'll throw some vegetables in and dinner. So I was getting vegetables in and then it becomes, oh, you know, that's not enough. My salads aren't Mm -hmm. good enough. I'm not eating enough vegetables, enough variety. And then it was like, well, why am I even trying? So then you go down that circle. It's not good enough. So why even try? Mm -hmm. And so that's like tracking my calories. And like we go out to dinner sometimes and I try to do a really good job of, you know, doing what I can to, to get the calories where kind of where I think they'll be. And then it's like, oh, that's not even going to be close. I'm going to stop trying for today. So this, it's this constant cycle of trying, but it's never good enough. So I give up. And mm-hmm. I don't know how to get out of that. And so that's where I was like, I, I need some help because I'm really good at restarting, but I'm tired of having to restart. So I started, yeah, I started using your um, app with the consistency tracker. Okay, um, nice. But I'm still in that same cycle. Yep. Like, I love that, that consistent tracker, but for this month, I'm like at 33%. Like, that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to get the consistency. Sorry, the consistency. Okay. And so that's where I'm kind of coming to you for some help. Makes total sense. I think my calories are okay. What are your calories at? So because I'm like a control freak, I've got them written down. So (laughs) I'm hovering about 185 right now. I'd like to get ideally to 160. 
Okay. I think I can maintain 165 quite easily, but I wanted to give myself a little bit of a challenge because that's just who I am. Yep, yep. <laughs> so I'm thinking 160 so that I was multiplying that by 12 because I don't yep. want to be super restrictive. And if I can't be consistent where, with lower calories, I just need to be realistic and say 100%. 12. I love that. So I did that. It came out to 1920 a day. Yep. But I'm also struggling because I exercise five days a week. I have, and my weekends are like everybody, you know, we have, we eat more on the weekends. So I was trying to do a kind of an unusual calorie deficit um, sort of alternating. So I worked it out to the calories per week. So I love it came that. That's out smart. to 13,440. Okay. And so I wanted to do three higher days and four lower days. So yep. the higher days, I did 2,000 calories. The lower days, 1,860. Um, and the way I, I was going to do it for the week, Friday, Saturday are the days we go out with friends. And so I was going to use two of those days as a higher calorie day, so 2,000. And I, I sometimes have a problem with some very hungry days during the week, I think, you, you know, the working both. out. So I was like, <laughs> I need to pick a day during the week. And I picked Wednesday, good random middle of the week. So I was going to do that as my high day. So Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, um, I find Sundays and Mondays extremely easy to do lower calories just because of the routine I'm in. Yep. So that's what I was going to do. I was going to do Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, high calories, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, low calories. Um, I also struggle a little bit with protein. Um, if I use the goal weight times one, I just, I don't feel good. Okay. Uh, I get just too much. It's too much. Yep, yep. So I used 0.7. Perfect. Yep. So that comes out to like 112 grams a day, which I can hit and feel okay. Yep. Um, but I have those days where I'm just so hungry and I, those are the days where I was like, I go over calories and then I'm like, screw it. I messed it up again. And it's that cycle. <laughs> so consistency and a way to structure my calories through the week there, I can better manage those days where I'm just ravenous. Yeah. Makes total sense. Makes help total Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so, help. so first and foremost, thank you. you. You broke that down incredibly well. And You've clearly done a lot of homework and looked a lot in the inner circle. Like all the numbers yeah. you pulled out were perfect. Like you've you've spent your time doing it, which I love. Um, yeah. So there's a lot to break down here. The first thing, you know, I think a lot of this ties back to what you said a few minutes ago about this idea of perfectionism, yeah. like needing to be perfect. And I think that's an important point to keep in mind throughout this discussion. Um, let's go to the calories first. Right. So, so uh -huh. to the calories, uh, your low days, what were your low day calories? 1860. 1860. Yeah. And your high day calories were 2000, 2000. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and that's it. So like, let me ask you this. If, if you accidentally hit 1900 on your low day, mm -hmm. would that be like ruined day over? No, no. Okay. I, I kind of give myself a hundred calories either way. Love that. Perfect. I say that. Hmm. But in the back of my mind, it was like, yeah, I get an X on that calendar, but that's really a fail. Mm, you know? Okay. Okay. So we have to change that. Yeah. So the, that do. has to change because if you're, whether it's on the calendar or in your head, marking it as a failure, yeah, that's no good because it's no. not a failure. Because it's, this is, we need to have a range, right? So yeah. I love the 100 calorie range. We could even make it a 200 calorie range. Just to, to be honest, if you want, like you could, it could be like, um, like a, 
you said it's 1860? Yeah. Like it could be from like 1760 to 1960 or 1750 to 1950 if you want that 200 calorie range. Sure. What What do you think about that? My concern with is then if I give myself that 200 calories and then every day I'm at that 200 calorie over. Yep. Isn't that going to. I don't want to. So, so here's, so here's the cool part about where I'm going, right? Yep. 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 So let's say, so, so you, you did 160 by 12, right? Uh Right. So this is based on, on that. So that's a calorie deficit. But what if you did 165 by 12? Oh, yeah, I see where you're going with that. still a calorie deficit, yeah, right? Yeah, and that's my ultimate goal. And There we go. So, yeah. so the thing here is you're basing your failure, even though you're still in a calorie deficit, you yeah. still think you've failed. Yes. And this is the sort of the, where, where you're warping your mind. It's, you've, you've convinced yourself, why bother trying because I've already failed when you're still in a calorie deficit anyway. Right. So, so this is why I, this range, we have to make this range. And on a day where you're not that hungry, hit the lower end of the range. Like don't force feed yourself, but on a day in which you're hungrier, because whether it's exercise, stress, I don't know, you just want to have whatever food it is, eat it without guilt. You're still in a calorie deficit. So there's, there's literally zero reason, zero to think that you screwed up. Yeah. Does that, that make makes sense? sense? It does. It does make sense. It does. It does. So, so what you could even do is if you want, and this is like giving you a whole bunch of different options. I do like the idea of like the 1750 to 1950 and then maybe 1950 to 2150 or something like yeah. that, like low days versus high days. I think that would be very doable and, and great. But um, you could also have low days 160 by 12 and high days 165 by 12. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? It does. It does. But then in the back of my brain, it's like, oh, you can't do that. Why not? Still calorie deficit. It is. It is. It is. It is. It makes total sense. And why I don't think of that is beyond me. Well, it's just, it's, it's, it's it's not weird that you don't think about it. It, It's, it's a, it's a strategy that I've learned over time. It's another way to calorie cycle. What, what we need to get over is this idea that it's a failure because you know that if a friend told you they were going to do that, if you had a friend who was like, my goal weight is 165, but I want to go to 160 because I like a challenge and uh, I'm going to do 160 by 12 for my, for my low days, 165 by 12 for my high days, you'd be like, well, that's still a calorie deficit. So that's perfect. Like, I love it. Why not? But for yourself, you're marking it as a failure <sighs> for no enough. reason. Yeah, it's, it's not yeah, good enough. Not good enough for what? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. so I, I, and this comes back to the perfectionism thing. And, and as soon as you said that, I was like, got it. Understand. Yeah. And like you can hear from the way that you talk, like you're a very high achiever. Like you, you, you yeah. go out, you, you set very high expectations for yourself. You've overcome a lot of odds throughout your life in many different ways. Like it makes sense that this is your personality. Like this, it makes sense yeah. that this is the way you handle it to me. I'm not yeah. surprised at all. My goal here is to help you be a little bit kinder to yourself and just be like, Hey, like it's okay. Like we can relax. Like this doesn't have to be so strict, so rigid. If God forbid I do 165, God forbid you do 170 by 12 on a certain day, still a calorie deficit, right? It is. It is. is. So you, you could literally eat hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of calories more than you've allotted for yourself and still be in a calorie deficit. Now, 
you, I do think you have to come up with a set range to really be like, okay, this is the range you need to be in to mark whether or not I'm being consistent. Yeah. Cause like that, you do need that, that level of consistency within your tracking and data. Yeah. But I think you need to have a more realistic and uh, for lack of a better, better word, kind and approachable way to do that. Whereas like, if it's not exactly 1860, you, there has to be some wiggle room here where you can, that's still consistent. Does that make sense? It, it, it does. It does. And so even on the days where I hit say 1900 in theory, Oh great. I hit it. And then in the back of my mind, there's this like, well, what if you didn't weigh this correctly? Or what if, <laughs> you know, it's just ridiculousness, but it's that cycle of it's not good enough and it's not perfect. So it doesn't count. Yeah. That we got to, we got to shut yeah. that voice up in your head. Yeah, you got to shut it up. It's hard. It's very hard. I wish like in a moment like this, I wish I had, all right, so here's the way that we I shut know. that piece up. I like know. that's, I, hopefully one day someone or myself will come up with a way to figure out how to shut that voice up. I really think it's, it's like, it's a behavior, it's a behavioral pattern, right? It's like Absolutely. that voice is a behavioral pattern. And the yeah. only way to change any pattern or any behavior or any habit is to recognize it, number one, which you have. You did recognize it. Yeah. Now it's building up the ability to call it on its bullshit yeah. and change it, right? And it's, and it's difficult. You had to rewire it. It's a difficult rewiring process. Yeah. But yeah. it has to happen. It has to. And maybe, you know, on the, the part of your consistency calendar, calendar when you write your goals at the top. Yep. I live and die by goals, by written down goals. So, Amen. I love that. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, my goal this month was to hit 70% consistency because it's not where I need to be, but it's better than the 33 I'm sitting at. But, you know, maybe if I can put the 200 calorie either way there, that may be a little bit of a kind of a grounding kind of place for me to say, hey, I didn't screw up that bad. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And just yeah. so you know, the way the consistency calendar progress bar works is um it gets more it fills up as the month goes on right so it, it like i'm not sure if if it says like it you might only be 33 percent consistent now is that based on like the total Today. number of days okay got it yeah, okay yeah okay cool yeah. cool okay just to make sure um so yeah so let's do this let's establish what your new calories are going to be let's just so we have it clear and concise and we know exactly what they're going to be what do you want your low calorie days to be well, low, I mean, I'm sitting at 1860 right now. Okay. Is what I had planned. Like, would that be, so if we were doing a 200 either way, would that be say 17 to 19? I think that's a great, a great range to hit. If there happens to be a day where you're not hungry and you just want to stay around 17, go for it. If you're hungrier and you want to go to 19, go for it. Like everything in my brain screams, that's too high of calories. And that's the old diet mentality, like mm -hmm. everything. And I know you've got to give it time. <laughs> I yep. know, but everything in me screams that that's too high. But yeah, I mean, that should be totally doable. And, and, and so you then, know, it's, it's, I, I would never give you something that I didn't know is going to work. I would never, like if I didn't know with a hundred percent of my being and everything I've done that this was going to work, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. So the, and the only way to get through this and sort of break past that old diet mentality is to say, fuck it and try it. Right. Just, right. just, you got to do it. You have to worst comes to absolute worst. 
like literal worst case scenario, you go back to doing what you did before. That wasn't working. That wasn't working. That's exactly <laughs> no, right. I know. So yeah, <laughs> have nothing to lose. So then my high calorie days would be right now. I have them calculated as 2000 would be 19 to 2100. I, let me ask you this. Do you feel comfortable with the low days of 17 to 19 and high days of 19 to 21? Do you feel oh, like yeah. that's reasonable? It's reasonable. Like I said, I, I think it may be too high, but it's definitely not too high. Okay. Yeah. No, definitely not it's, too not, high. it's not too low. Perfect. I, I mean, I, th I think, I mean, that's reasonable if you don't think it's too high. Definitely without question, without with zero doubt in any part of my mind, body, or soul, is that too high? That is a very, very sustainable, realistic amount of calories to eat on a consistent basis that's going to help you be more consistent, not look at it like a failure, and also allow for sustained fat loss over time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not looking to, to lose it fast. I just want to lose it. I, I don't, love that. I know, love I that. I just want to lose it. Um, what was I thinking? Trying to eat 1,200 calories a day. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the old diet mentality, yeah. which so many people still struggle with that. Still. Yeah. I literally had a call with someone yesterday who like, they, they were swearing up and down. They were doing everything right. They were like, why can't I be consistent? And I was like, well, tell me how many calories you're eating. And they're like, well, 1,200. I was like, okay. Uh, and, and to be yeah. fair, to be fair, and I, I've said this before, I'll say it again. If, if someone is very short, very petite, there are some people that's a, an sure. appropriate number to hit, but yeah. for the not vast me. majority of people, <laughs> not you, not, not me. me. And I'm short as well. I'm only five foot four. Like I'm a short dude. So yeah. like it, it's, it's for the vast majority of people trying to suffer through 1200 is completely not worth it. And even for the shorter people like myself, but even for the people who are shorter than me and more petite than I am, um, oftentimes 1200 is still too low and it's better for them to just get a little bit more steps in some more activity so they can eat more as a result. Uh, but, but for you, I, th I think this range is going to be this, this range from a, a practical application to your nutrition is going to be the most important, but I really think the most important, even more than the range is you being very aware of your behavioral pattern and that voice in your head. I think this has to be like, I think so that the caloric range, I love, let's write that down, mm -hmm. uh, make sure that's what you're going to be following. But I really think, um, in your notes section in the consistency app, maybe keeping track of like the, what the thoughts in your brain are like maybe keeping a journal of like, Hey, so like, like if you have the time or ability or desire, I really think sometimes journaling or, or talking about what's going on in your head for me, it's not journaling for me. It's just speaking out loud. Sure. And I, I don't know if you've heard me talk about this before, but anytime I get anxious or I feel like I'm a failure at something or I'll literally have a conversation out loud with myself and I'll be like, okay. And if people, if someone's watching, they're going to think I'm psychotic, <laughs> but like, I just have a conversation. I'm like, all right, what am I anxious about? What do I think is wrong? And I explain it and I say it out loud. So for example, for this, this is you be like, okay, so I hit 2,100 calories. I'm feeling really anxious about it because I feel like that's too high of calories, but I logically know that's not too high calories because I'm very scientific and I'm very well aware that this is still a calorie deficit. And as you have this conversation with yourself, you can number one, reduce the anxiety, but number two, and if not more importantly, you now give yourself another reason to not quit, yes. right? Like in that same yes. moment, because you've just had this logical conversation with yourself, you've convinced yourself 
you're still doing great. So what's the point of throwing in the towel when you're still winning? Yeah, true, true. Cool. It, yeah, it makes total sense. Any suggestions on those days when you're just ravenous? Like there's some days I can't get enough food. Yeah, um, those is suck. That a pro- I know they do. Is that a protein thing, a hydration thing? Although I am always well hydrated. Or is carbs, like I don't go out of my way to avoid carbs, but I'm always conscious of it. Of, oh, that's Talk probably. That. So I've went down the rabbit hole of keto and carbs are bad and, you know, that mm-hmm. whole thing through every diet. And that's still in the back of my brain. So if I have like this morning after my workout, I had uh, a protein shake mm-hmm. and um, I do that almost immediately because of my commute and I come to work and I have a slice of Ezekiel bread with peanut butter on it or Love something. That. And that's, that's great. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, I can't do like a half a sandwich or a sandwich for lunch. Cause I had that bread in the morning. So I'm playing that game. Um, am I doing that too much? Is that's what, if, is that is what leading to the days where I'm just ravenous is a bit, I don't consciously restrict my carbs, but I'm wondering if I really am. So I think you just brought up a wonderful point and this is a really important discussion. So thank you for, for saying this one. So there, I, I should say just in regard to hunger in general, some days you're going to be really hungry and other days, there are some days where like I'll go around and I'm like, I'm not hungry at all. Yeah. And, it's, and like when I'm in a fat loss phase, I'm like, this is the best because I'm not even hungry. Like, like I, I want to bottle that. Yeah, exa- I want I, that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like when, when, when you're in a fat loss phase and you have the days, two, three days in a row where you're just not hungry, you're like, this is easy. I don't know why people complain. And then, exactly. and then all of a sudden, like you get ravenous one day and yes. you're like, no matter what you eat, like you're just yeah. a vacuum and it never yeah. fills you up. Um, I have never seen any scientific research or literature explaining this phenomenon. I've never seen it. I've never, uh, I know there's still a lot about hunger we're trying to learn. So I don't have a scientific explanation as to why this happens. I can give you some of my, my thoughts just based on what I've seen and experienced. And this goes back to what you were saying about carbs. I think that based on what you just said, you're definitely subconsciously restricting them, right? Where it's like, if you say, oh, well, I had this bread this morning, so I can't have a sandwich later. There's, already we can see a restriction cycle within there and for many people and i would i would argue for most people not not all but for most people when there's a when there's a restriction cycle here oftentimes hunger will increase because it's almost like a i I don't know why it happens i don't understand like the physiological or psychological reasoning for it but when you say like you it's almost like a for me personally every time i walk by a fire alarm i always want to pull that thing like Me too. Always. I've always <laughs> wanted to do it. Like, it's just yeah. like, oh, like I'd really love to yeah. do that right now. Yeah. And I don't because legally that would be an issue. But like, you know, I think the inner when you circle say something will be like, bailing you out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> when you say something like, oh, I can't have this when you when you it's not a I'm not going to eat this. You've made I can't yeah. have this. Well, all of a sudden it's like, oh, but I I really want it. Right. And it's it's yeah. hard to. Even if you're not physiologically hungry, maybe you're psychologically hungry for yeah. that thing, right? And, and yeah. I've, I don't know if that's the right phrasing. It might be. It's the first time I've ever used that phrasing. I actually sort of like how it came out right there. Yeah. But yeah. like a, a psychological hunger for something that you've just 
essentially disavowed and, and will not allow yourself to have makes total sense. And I think so this is going to be another behavioral pattern that we're really going to have to work on, which is like, listen, if you're the only thing for your for your consistency is calories and protein. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not worried about exercise because you crush yeah. exercise as is. Yeah. So yeah. calories and protein. I don't give a shit where your carbs are. Like there's zero reason, zero, none, zilch, nada for you to be like, I can't have a sandwich because you had a goddamn piece of Ezekiel bread with peanut butter on it earlier. Like that's I insane. Know. You say that out loud and it's like, that is so stupid when you say that. <laughs> but that's what I think like constantly. And in the back of my mind, it's like, oh, if I eat too many carbs, I'm going to retain fluid. The scale's going to be up. So it's that whole cycle. Well, who cares if the scale goes up? Who cares so, if you retain? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. It doesn't yeah. even, right? Because we don't, we don't. We don't compare our weight day to day. It doesn't yeah. matter if the scale fluctuates up because we know that's going to happen anyway. We compare yeah. it month to month. And uh, and this is – I saw uh, one of my good friends and colleagues. Her name is Joelle. Joelle's, I think Joelle Samantha on Instagram. She put up a great post about how, how a lot of women, they get worried about fluid retention. Mm-hmm. And it's like I understand it, but it's it's focusing on the wrong shit. It's it like is. We all get bloated. We all hold on to water. If I eat sushi and, and have soy sauce, like my ring is going to feel tighter on my hand. Like I know I'm, I'm holding on to it. But it, really the only person that notices it is ourselves, right? Yeah. It's like no one is looking at us and be like, damn, like they're blood. Yeah. It's like, but we notice it and feel it because we feel it. We feel it in our clothes. We feel it in yeah. how we look. And so then you can look at yourself in the mirror and really scrutinize yourself. And um, I don't want you to worry about water retention. That's a waste of time and energy. <sighs> All of this is is making sense now as to why you think you you might be failing because you're focusing on things that literally don't fucking yeah. matter. I know they just don't. It's completely yeah. a waste of time and energy. And the more you do focus on them, the more you're going to convince yourself you're failing. Yeah, calories and protein. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And after that, put whatever you want in there. That's it. Like you're, you're, right. you're not failing if you have a sandwich after the Ezekiel bread. You're not. It's yeah. totally fine. You say that and it sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's it true. Really and is. I get it. I, I'm saying it like I wish I could just like wring the neck of the societal <laughs> norm and just be like, get it. You have to understand yeah. it. But like I can't obviously right. do that. And I understand years and years of conditioning makes this unbelievably difficult yeah. yeah but the thing that that you said earlier that i really resonate with is like you're really you're a goals person and you yeah. like to improve and i think a lot of people would use the years of conditioning as a reason to justify not trying whatsoever but like yeah. you're trying to improve so yeah. so now having set that baseline of hey listen this has happened for years and i've been fed lies and deceit and i've done like ridiculous programs and whatnot cool but now i'm moving forward and now yeah. I'm going to call that bullshit when I see it. I'm not going to be listening to that thing in my head when it's telling me that I can't have a, a, a sandwich after the Ezekiel bread. I'm not going to listen to the thing in my head when it tells me I can't have that because I don't want the weight to go up tomorrow because it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm not going to let let myself convince myself that, I, that I'm not making progress just because I ate still in a calorie deficit just a couple hundred <laughs> calories more, right? It's 
Yeah. You, we have to be very aware of when these thoughts start to come into our brain and address them head on. And I, I really would encourage that literal verbal conversation with yourself. Go into a closet, go into your office, whatever it is, like get in, in a, a personal space to have that conversation if you need it. Because I think it's these moments combined over time that will allow you to see success like you never have before because it's going to be the first time where you don't allow yourself to quit because you're no longer convincing yourself you've failed. Yeah. Yeah. Makes total sense. Does that, does that help at all? Does that, like, it does. Give any, okay. Okay. It does. So what do so, you think? What do you think going forward? Um, do you think setting a goal here? I am back to goals. I'm definitely going to do the calorie range of the 200 that we talked about. Do Perfect. you think an initial goal of 75% consistency is realistic to hit that? I know the magic goal was like 80 or something like that. So, so, so I would say let's, you know what, let's do another range. Let's do okay. a, a range of 65 to 75% consistency because okay. that's already double what you're doing now, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's phenomenal if you can double it. And if you go over, great. But I think a range of 65 to 75 is very realistic and it gives you that range. So there's play like if you get to, I don't know, 72%, you're not like, damn it. Like I didn't get that goal. Right. It's like yeah. this range can be a little bit helpful. Okay. Okay. And eat the damn sandwich. Eat the damn sandwich. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. Eat the so damn silly. sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> You, Thank you, Jordan. You, you are a, a very, very intelligent, strong, capable individual. I can tell simply just from speaking with you. And it's candidly almost intimidating because, like, you are, like, speaking with you, I'm like, this woman is smart. Like, you are very, very smart. But I can't get it together. <laughs> you, you, the thing is, I think you've just got to be kinder to yourself. I really think that's what it boils down to. You, yeah. you, you probably hold yourself to such high expectations in so many areas of your life that it can be very difficult to say like, Hey, like, listen, I gotta be nice to myself in this situation. And, and not only nice, but realistically logical because yeah. the, the you that's being hard on yourself is the illogical you. That's Absolutely. not the logical one. That's not the very, very smart. That's not the person who's paying attention to scientific data. That's the illogical, emotional you, not the logical, practical, data-driven you. And yeah. the logical, practical, data-driven you, I guarantee, is the kinder version of you as well. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Thank you. So is there much. anything else I can help with? Does, no. does that give you a good plan? That, that really does. That really does. Um, I truly, truly appreciate your time. And I think this is going to help. Good. I hope. So yeah. Please, please keep me updated. Email me. Let me know what's going on. If you're in Dallas, let me know. I'd love to go grab coffee with you. That would be I great. I know. I'm so excited for you to be here. I'm actually <laughs> going to Dallas in late August. So Are you? I am. I'm going up to see the Luke Bryan concert. That's amazing. Okay. So let me know when you're here. Let me know when I you're here. Well, like you can come over. Yeah. Let's get here. coffee. I would I'm, love I'm right that. in downtown Dallas. Nice. I'm going to take you up on that, Jordan. Let's do it. Absolutely. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> amazing. So please, please keep me updated with everything. Um, well, I'm very excited yeah. to see your progress. And yeah. above all else, above like the, the nutrition ranges and above like all this other stuff, just really work on the catching yourself in that moment. And whether it's having the vocal com verbal conversation or writing it down, work on that because I really think that that's going to be the key to, to unlocking all of this. Yes, I agree. I agree. Thank you. Amazing. It was a pleasure. Likewise. I'm so excited. You have, have a, great a wonderful rest of day. The day. Okay. Bye, Jordan. Bye.
That wraps it up for this episode of the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. They've been helping a lot, especially the written ones. They really do mean a lot to me. And if you'd like to join the Inner Circle, you can do that at www.sfinnercircle.com or at the link in the show notes.